0: Diving deep into Cardinals baseball with World Series champion Brad Thompson on the Redbird Report podcast on 101 ESPN. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It is another Jupiter edition of the Redbird Report podcast. Brad Thompson here with you live from Jupiter, Florida. As I'm speaking, the Cardinals are in action uh, right up the road in Port St. Lucie. They're taking on the Mets. The Mets have a 1-0 lead in the fifth Connor Thomas, the lefty who was put on the 40-man roster and a very solid outing. He went four strong innings, only two hits, punched out two. On the flip side, a guy that maybe you've heard of before, Justin Verlander. He goes five, only one hit allowed, punched out eight, didn't walk anybody. Somebody tell Justin Verlander it's spring training. By the way, wouldn't mind seeing Justin Verlander pitch for Team USA in the WBC. It's a lot easier to say that when it's not your ace that ends up pitching for a team but welcome in to another edition and plenty of things man opening day is going to be here before we know it right and plenty of things to get into right now and we haven't spoke since last jordan walker went out and left the game he was playing in a game uh against houston in west palm beach came out of the game in the second inning after diving into the bag and uh, he was down for a minute or two and then he got up and he was good to go went out and played left but they ended up removing him from the ball game and a collective gasp from everybody in cardinal nation but jordan walker was back in action the other day not playing in the game against the mets Uh, but boy nice that he is back and a lesson learned for the young prospect choose your spots I mean, choose your spots when it comes to diving head first. and that's something that Ollie Marmel talked about and Jordan talked about as well is, yeah, he's going to have to work on that because it's just natural. The dude's a ball player. He wants to do big things. He wants to make that big play. We've seen it a few times. We've seen him diving into home, and I think that the caption that the Cardinals had out there on Twitter was Superman, and it looked cool. Uh, until he gets hurt, right? Ended up having a – he has a gash on his hand anyhow. He had that from diving in, and then he ended up straining the shoulder. Took a couple of days, but he is good to go. All Jordan Walker has done this camp. Here's his slash line, 405. 405. 730 all good for an 1135 OPS. Three home runs, three doubles. It's the third highest OPS in all of baseball. Grapefruit League and Cactus League and it's the third highest average as well. So a pretty darn good start to this camp Uh, for a guy that we've talked about has the ability to hit himself onto the roster. He has done nothing but hit himself onto the roster. By the way he's playing good defense as well. We've seen him show off the speed and Jordan Wall walker appears to be the real deal but it does start to get you thinking about different things right if jordan walker is going to be a part of things and for the sake of argument right now and just for the fact that he's freaking earned it to this point let's put jordan walker on this roster, I mean that sounds like fun, right? We put him on the roster. He's going to be starting opening day. Maybe he's starting in left field for you. Maybe he's your DH for the day. But it does get you thinking about other guys that are kind of on the fringe from a position player standpoint on this roster. Now, one of the guys that we had talked about potentially being on the fringe of things when it comes to this roster is nolan gorman nolan gorman came into camp we know what it looked like last year in his rookie season he was 21 years old you just didn't know what to expect but you knew he had big time power and big time potential and there were times where nolan gorman showed it off and he showed it off in a big way the overall numbers last year he had 226 got on base at a 300 clip 420 slug uh 283 at-bats total only 19 of those at-bats were against left-handed pitching and I still don't see if Gorman is on this roster and we'll get into that again I don't see him being in there all the time I think that they'll choose their platoon splits wisely and he won't see a lot of left-handed pitching but that is an area you'd like to see him at least get some more reps in in spring training now Uh, Here was a a couple of the bugaboos last year for Nolan Gorman. A 32.9% strikeout rate. Not great, uh, if I wanted to coin a John mosaloc Yeah, not great. 32.9K rate. That was the highest on the team by a wide margin. And he only hit 192. And this is the surprising thing with a young hitter. He only hit 192 and slug 346 against the fastball. Don't you generally see a young guy come up, and he just hammers heaters, and then they throw the off-speed stuff. He's like, I didn't see that in the minor leagues. No, somebody that has control of his slider, his changeup, all of that. But he struggled. He struggled mightily against the heater, specifically up in the zone, as we've talked about quite a bit. And the question was, can he do something different? Can he make an adjustment to where he's not susceptible to that pitch all the time? The answer to this point, at the very least, has been yes. He looks better. He looks better in the box. The swing does not appear to start uphill and go uphill the whole way where you know that you only really have that one point of contact where you're going to do some damage. And for him, that point of contact was breaking balls that would just be coming in dipping down into the zone, barrel dips to it. He catches it perfectly, and when he hits them, boy, they are majestic. But pitchers started taking advantage of them up in the zone – so far this spring, and again, there is action going on right now as the Cardinals are taking on the Mets in St. Lucie. Whenever you listen to this, the numbers might vary. Uh, but hitting two eighty six at this point, getting on base at a three ninety four clip, and he's slugging five he He's got a couple of home runs. He's punched out 10 times. He's walked five. Like, that's a pretty good ratio for a guy that has the kind of power that Nolan Gorman has. So when I'm looking at things and I'm doing a roster crunch right now, I feel like Gorman has to be a part of the mix right now. He's taken to second base very, very well, and he's a really good option as a left-handed platoon when it comes to the DH position. The right-handed option you would think right now would likely be Yepes. I mean, let's play. Let's play a little roster game right now, okay? Let's let's look at what the Cardinals might end up having. So I believe Ollie has already talked about the idea of 13 and 13, okay? 13 pitchers and 13 position players. So let's go over the position players and who's who's the odd man out right now or odd men out when you look at things. And, again, this is barring. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what Mo has up his sleeve. Maybe he's got a trade. Maybe he's got a trade that's going to take one of these outfielders somewhere else. But for right now, what the Cardinals have in camp – on their roster there's plenty of guys that are at the world baseball classic let's take a look at the 13 guys that at least i think right now are going to be on this roster goldie i feel pretty good about that goldie arenado tommy edmond brendan donovan there's four right there tyler o'neill dylan carlson lars newbar got jordan walker we just talked about those guys that's eight You know you've got Contreras behind the plate. You've got Kisner and or Barrera, not and, or Barrera, you would think at this point. Uh, Tres Barrera. I don't think that Yvonne Herrera is going to be in this mix, but you've got your backup catcher. And then Yepes, I believe, will be there. I'm putting Gorman on this roster the way that it is right now. That would be 12 players. And number 13 is Paul DeYoung. Now, did you just yell at your uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, your iPad or iPhone, computer? Did you yell at me for the Paul DeYoung thing? Are you yelling because you want Mason Win there? Is that what you're doing? Stop it. Stop it. Mason Win is, when he is playing in the big leagues, when he comes up, he's playing every single day. Right now, Edmund is your shortstop. Donnie slash Gorman likely your second baseman. I mean, that's the way that it's shaken out right now. Mason Wynn needs to go play. He needs to play every single day, and all Mason has done this camp is do everything you want. He's showing he can hit. He can hit big league pitching. He plays shortstop at an elite level. His arm is ridiculous, and he has expedited, in my eyes, his way to the big leagues. I think that he's turned enough heads to do so. But it's not going to be out of spring training. Unless there's an injury uh, and knock on wood, you don't ever want that to happen. I just don't see that happening. That's not a shot at the young Mason win. It's just the fact that you look at your roster. uh, Right now, Paul DeYoung is a way better backup than Mason Win is. I don't want Mason Win in that role. I need him getting reps. I need him to continue to grow. And I, I I read stuff and I hear stuff and I see on Twitter. It's like just cut him, DFA DeYoung, get rid of him. Who is he blocking? We just established he's not blocking Mason Win right now, okay? Who is he blocking? Right, he is a utility infielder off the bench right now that has sneaky pop, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. We won't get into all the adjustments that he's made. It's not like he's lighting the ball uh, or lighting the, the uh, numbers on fire so far in Grapefruit League play, so it's... He's still he's there, and he's a good asset that can play shortstop for you. And he's a depth piece. Is he an expensive depth piece? Of course. Normally, your backup uh, is shortstop is not making $9 million a year with a $2 million buyout after this year, but that's, that's done. It was a six-year, $26 million deal. This is going to be the end of it. I don't see a scenario in which the Cardinals pick up the final two years of that deal, and you'll see what you've got. Now, will you see for the entire season? No. If he's struggling mightily, then you make a decision. You know, if, if something happens in the next two weeks and he just looks like he's completely lost, well, maybe you make a decision. But right now, again, I'm making the roster right now. So for me, that ends up being my 13. Now, who's the first man out? You know, we do this all the time. It's bracket time, it's March Madness. Who's the first team out? First man out for me, maybe right now, well, the way that I just set it up is probably Alec Burleson. Now, Alec is a guy that I like a lot. I like him a lot. This guy, only 48 appearances or 48 at-bats last year at the big league level. He struggled early on, started barreling the ball a little bit more, hit 331 with 20 home runs in AAA. He was the International League batting champion a year ago, and all he's done is hit. Like, each level, he has just hit in the minor leagues. I believe that he will hit at the big league level as well. By the way, today's one for three. Again, as I'm doing this podcast, Cardinals have a 2-1 lead against the Mets in the bottom of the sixth inning up in Port St. Lucie. But... He's he's struggled as a whole here in spring training. He ends up being uh, – he's got three doubles, again, as a, the time this happened, hitting 194. And I like the player, but I don't think that he has forced your hand enough – to be on the roster can things change in two weeks hell yes but we're making a roster today when you're looking at it do you guys agree with the overall 13 players that I have there do you agree with Goldie, Arenado, Edmund, Donovan, O'Neill, Carlson, Newt, Walker, Contreras, a backup catcher, Yepes, Gorman, and DeYoung. Uh, by the way if you don't agree. You can always hit me up on Twitter. I want to start doing this a little bit more. I alluded to it uh, before in an earlier podcast, but guess what I did? I forgot to follow up on this. So you can always hit me up on Twitter, at bthompson48. That's at bthompson48. If you have questions that you want to get into on this podcast, let's do that. I mean, I'd like to hit on what you're actually concerned about. Or if you have some blowback about something that I say, if you want to have a conversation about it, Hit me up there, and I will try to incorporate it in the next podcast on the Redbird Report. Because I like the back and forth; I feel like that is fun. And I'll be totally honest with you: I bet a lot of you guys have like tweeted me in the past. I suck at Twitter. I do. I don't. Uh, I, I don't respond enough, and I feel like there are a lot of times where. I have something written out, and then I look at it, and like, boy, with my snarky sense of humor, this might end up reading wrong, and then it's out there in the ether forever. Uh, But know that I will try a little bit harder, and at the very least, even if I don't tweet back, I'll try to make some of the mentions happen here on the Redbird Report podcast, because I like the back and forth. That's one of my favorite parts about doing the radio, is having the back and forth, had the text line. I don't have a text line here, but I've got the Twitter that we can uh, hit up, which would be great. Again, at bthompson48 if you want to do that. So those are my 13 when I look at it. Gorman has done enough for me to be a part of things, and that's exciting to me. Like, it's super exciting to me that Nolan Gorman has done enough this spring and has made some changes because you look at your roster from the left side, who has that? Who has that sort of pop that you can? He can play in the infield for you. We've seen him play some third again. His natural position is Nolan Arenado has been out of the World Baseball Classic. I still believe that if you need him to, he could play a corner. It might be very good over in a corner outfield spot. He could DH for you as well, and he just provides added thump. And who knows? Again, in two weeks, uh, you know that there could be some moves that end up being made. Maybe some of this roster stuff clears up a little bit more. But I believe that that is kind of what it's going to look like. going. Going in. What about the pitching staff? Are you any questions of how we think that that is going to shake out when it comes down to the bullpen? Because uh, for me, we have some obvious ones. We, we all know that Helsley is obvious, Gallegos, obvious, Hicks, obvious, Palante, obvious, right? Those are four right handers that are for sure. You're also going to have two left-handers in this bullpen, you would presume. Zach Thompson has shown out very, very well. Thompson started the other day actually against the Astros as Ollie Marmol and his staff are trying to figure out different ways to make it more competitive early on in these ballgames for some of these lefties vying for spots. Oftentimes, starter gets out of the game. You've had a couple of guys, your regulars on the opposition that have taken two at-bats. They're taking it to the showers early. So you have guys like Zach Thompson facing minor league guys. You need to see him against the big leaguers Zach has had a really good camp so far so far for the Zach attack he has got six innings of work he has given up zero runs walked two punched out six I mean he's been solid he's done everything that you've wanted to do and uh, I like hearing him talk about his approach this year he ended up getting a very good experience last year found himself in very good games down the stretch has a breaking ball that plays but he talked about just kind of knowing who he is now knowing who he is as a pitcher and that's advice that he's gotten from different guys specifically Stephen Matz actually he came in asking questions about you know what he should be learning what he needs to know and when things clicked for different guys he's a student of the game you love to see that too he also showed up and stop me if you've heard this for i think uh, zach might be in the best shape of his life kid looks fantastic so what thompson's do they show up to spring training They just look great. It's amazing. It's what Zach Thompsons do. Anyways, he uh, he's done everything to be on this roster to me right now. Uh, Packy Naughton has been in six games as well. He's got an ERA north of four. It's going to happen. I, I don't see Packy being there initially. Uh, you've also got Anthony Masevich, who's been in five games, seven hits, three earnings so far. Andrew Suarez has had a really good camp. Five games, four and two-thirds, two hits. Suarez made his big league debut a couple of years ago with the Giants pitched overseas for the last two years. Not overwhelming. This, he, he does not look, if you haven't seen Suarez yet, he doesn't look like Henesis Cabrera from the left, uh, left side where he's mid to upper 90s. He is uh, more of a, he's elusive. He's a guy that hides the ball well, well very deceptive. And the numbers have, have been very good so far. Again, only two hits in his four and two thirds hasn't given up a run. But for the sake of our our argument here, I already gave it the four righties, Helsley Hicks, Gallegos, Palante, that I believe were for sure going to be there. I believe it's going to be Henesis Cabrera and Zach Thompson as your two lefties. So that's six spots right there. So that ends up leaving me with two more spots in my bullpen. As remember, we talked about going 13-13. and You're going to have your five starters. We all know who those guys are, barring injury right now. So I've got two more spots but I've got a few more names than that. Jake Woodford, with what he's done this spring, I don't see how you could keep Jake Woodford off this roster. Jake Woodford has been solid for you. Jake Woodford is gone now. It's been four games for him, 12 and two-thirds, eight hits. He's given up four earned runs, and really all of that damage happened last time out. He gave up three last time out against, uh, against the Astros. Coming into that one, he's looked so good. I mean, he looks so good. So I feel like I'm very confident that Jake Woodford should be a part of this staff. So what does that leave me with right now? I got one spot left on this staff. I've got the veteran Chris Stratton that's still there. And we saw him come over in the deal last year along with Jose Quintana. He ended up being a nice piece of your bullpen, a veteran that could answer the bell every single day. The Cardinals needed that with a very young bullpen with high-octane arms they were trying to protect. You needed a veteran there. Stratton's in the mix. You also have Drew Verhagen in the mix. Verhagen, we all know, forgettable year, several stints on the IL, finally ended up his season ended by having season-ending hip surgery. That stunk. Um, Overall this spring, I feel like he's looked very good. The velocity appears to be back for Verhagen. He's also got good feel for his breaking balls, both the slider uh, and with the curveball. He looks good. Uh, I like him. You know, the and the other guy in the mix would be Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson, we all know, last year he finally came back after having Tommy Johnny at his first full season. And we saw a mixed bag out of Dakota. We saw some very good things. and Then we saw some of the same, some of the things that we've seen before. He had uh, 26 starts, 27 games for the Birds last year. Got sent down for a couple of starts as well. 139 and two-thirds innings. Ended up getting 25 double plays behind him. The guy's a double play waiting to happen with that turbo sinker of his. He did also walk 61 guys and punched out 78. Not exactly the ratio that you're looking for for Dakota Hudson and uh, I'd like to see what Dakota is going to be on in another year like that second year removed I think really helps when it comes to Tommy John and the feel for things. So far this spring, he's thrown in two games, five innings, seven hits, uh, only given up one earned run. He's walked a couple of guys. Uh, We were doing the game that he had uh, the other day. Fell behind a little bit, but really made some good adjustments. Afterwards, got his ground balls. Again, you don't want to be falling behind. You can't do the same thing over and over again when it comes to all of the walks, but you like the upside that he has. But right now, as we're talking about this roster, crunch here. You start looking at contractual things. You start looking at options. Dakota Hudson has options. I believe he's still got three options available. So that means that they could send him back to the minor leagues. Yeah, they're going to pay him his salary that he made in arbitration. That ends up being a drop in the bucket relatively, especially with the minimum being as high as it is. It's not like he's making crazy cash this year. So that leaves two guys for that one spot, and again, this is me just spitballing right now. It doesn't mean Dakota's is not going to make this team. He might make it, and he could serve a really big role as being a guy that can bridge innings, and also being a guy that, if you can trust him to throw strikes, could get you out of a massive jam with that freaking sinker of his, like we saw him do in his rookie season of 2018. But it, with with that being said, if he's not a part of this, you're looking at Drew VerHagen and Chris Stratton. If I'm just looking at what I've seen, like simply this. This spring, if I don't know anything about track records, don't know anything, I think i pick Verhagen. Verhagen's another guy that he's come into camp this year as solely a starter. We knew that he was in the – I'm sorry, solely as a reliever. He came in last year as a starter, swing guy. But I can still see him being able to eat up multiple innings for you. And the stuff looks good. But there's going to be a tough decision there in that bullpen between Verhagen, you would think, and potentially Stratton, even though both of them are under contract. That's the way that I look at it. The roster is going to continue to take shape. we got a couple weeks left of spring training. May Here we are. It's March 15th. 15 days, guys. I mean, opening day is going to be here before we know it. They're still figuring out all this stuff out, and the club looks good. They're playing good baseball, and they're doing it without their best guys. Tommy Edmond is making his way back into camp as Korea was bounced from the World Baseball Classic, so he's going to acclimate himself back into camp with all the travel and the time changes. It might take a minute, but it's nice to get him back, and it's nice to know that in a week or so, the World Baseball Classic will be ending, and then you get everybody back in camp, and you make a run at it. This is a very, very solid team and we all know the big question marks here the one that we started with in jordan walker what is he going to be is he going to be a part of things early on if he is and he lives up to the hype then this offense has got a chance to be really good what is dylan carlson can he prove that he's more than that pl- uh, platoon bat we've seen so many better at bats so far this spring from him swinging from the left side incredibly encouraging tyler o'neill I mean, we're talking about a freaking wild card, a guy that was eighth in the MVP. What does he look like when he gets back into camp? He's had some nice moments in the World Baseball Classic. What does he look like when he gets back here, and can he be that guy again? Can he prove that he can hit for average? Can he get on base at a high clip? Can he maintain that power? The adjustments that he's made the last couple of years, are those things real when it comes to Tyler O'Neill, Time will tell at this point, uh, but that was kind of the overview, the roster shuffle, where I think things are going to shake out at. I do believe that jordan walker is going to be a part of some uh, of this roster something that i did not think about two weeks ago I did, he has forced his hand he's done everything that you could possibly ask that young man to do again if you've got questions if you've got topics if you've got things that you want to get into hit me up hit me up on twitter at b 48 we'll try to get that as part of the uh, redbird report podcast enjoy doing these we'll get into some more things as the games uh, happen this weekend chip carey and i will be on the broadcast for the next couple of days. Cardinals will take on Houston at home on Thursday. They'll take on Skip Schumacher's Marlins on Friday and the Detroit Tigers on Saturday. So we'll keep you up to date on everything that's happening there in spring training. So it's a Redbird Report podcast. We'll catch you again next week. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out every episode at 101 ESPN or on your 101 mobile app.